Welcome back to Martins and More. My name is Maury Rutsch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And today's episode is brought to you by, listen to this title, the Martin Custom Shop OM Size 28 Style with Engelman Spruce Top and Abalone Rosette Guitar. In other words, this is our clone, so to speak, of the original Martin OM 28 John Mayer. In light of his ever-expanding reputation and fan base, Martin collaborated with John Mayer on the creation of a second namesake guitar, the OMJM John Mayer. That is not what this is. The guitar we're talking about today, minus the signature, minus some very cool aluminum appointments, this guitar recreates the original OM28 John Mayer and it's a whole lot more affordable. For more information on this great limited edition guitar available only at Mari's Music, please visit marismusic.com today. Spoon, have you caught up on your sleep yet? I have not. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you almost forget what it's like, but, um, but it's totally worth it. And, of course, uh, our listening audience needs to know why we are so sleep-deprived. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> We're talking about the Martin Fest hangover, and I don't know if I could speak for you, but it's not even alcohol-related. We are fresh off of one of the most fun, I'll say it anyway, most fun Martin Fests. Uh, 2023 just wrapped a few days ago. We're taping this in the middle of the week, coming off of a beautiful acoustic high. Uh, you were there Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, I was smart enough to just go Friday through Monday, and I'm a little bit more rested than you. But I think today we want to talk about the 2023 Martin Fest recap. And boy, I, it's going to be a tall order, but can we keep this under an hour? Oh, I think so, because we'll probably both nod off. No, uh, seriously, <laughs> for those who are not familiar with the Martin Fest, this is a gathering um, of members of the unofficial Martin Guitar Forum online. Uh, the very first one took place in August of 2022. I'm sorry, August of 2002. And um, we had to skip one due to the pandemic emergency, but uh, this was the 21st Martin Fest. And it takes place in and around Nazareth, Pennsylvania, where they make Martin guitars. The, the uh, hotel that we go to is actually technically in Bethlehem. And... Um, and basically, very quickly, uh, the modern-day version um, is a little more complicated than it started out. When it really started out, the first time, it was really people going to the factory on a Monday to tour the Martin Factory, which for many of us was our first tour. And we met, the, uh, some of us met the day before in Borough Park, which is just basically around the corner and down the street from the Martin Factory. And we met in a little log cabin that's up on the hill in the park there. And, um, and then the next day after the factory, we went back to the park to a, a basically picnic pavilion um, and had a you know, small open mic and basically just uh, got to share you know, some time with getting to know people and playing each other's guitars. These days, the first official day is on Friday at Borough Park. At, a, at the largest of the pavilions. The second day, we have a street fair in downtown Nazareth called Martin on Main that is uh, put on by the Nazareth Chamber of Commerce and the unofficial Martin Guitar Forum. Then Martin Guitar has a booth there and 
you know, people from Martin Guitar are there, uh, but it's actually a UMGF and, and the City of Nazareth event. Um, the third day, we're back at the uh, park again, and in between are quite literally all-night parties at the hotel um, with uh, four public rooms available to us in addition to things that sometimes go on in private rooms. And, uh, and uh, like you said, this year I got there Thursday, but traffic had delayed me and... Uh, the person that I was meeting that was flying in from Phoenix had a four-hour weather delay. And then uh, maybe go into a little bit of that later, but we didn't get to the hotel until after 11. And, and um, so we were only up until about 2.15 that night. <laughs> and uh, we were literally going to go to bed because we were both exhausted when there was a knock at the door and somebody saying, I hear voices in there. And uh, and they, and it turned out to be a fellow named Jim Fortmuller, who's only been uh, recently to Martin Fest, so he's, but he's heard about him for many, many years and a former co-worker of mine. And he's the perfect kind of person to be at Martin Fest. So he was there with a, with a friendly beer and some conversation with me and the guy that I was uh, sharing a room with uh, that had come in from Arizona. Um, that was just, so that was the extent of my Thursday night. There were other people there. And there's even what they call the early birds that arrive on Wednesday night, though I'm not sure who those were this year. Uh, most of the early birds, unfortunately, the people who typically were early birds, couldn't come this year for one personal reason or another, which is too bad. So, but, um, and then I stayed actually until Tuesday because the guy who I was meeting, Kirby Statler uh, from Phoenix, it was it was like $600 cheaper for him to fly out on Tuesday rather than Monday. So there, I got a bonus day in there, as did a few other people, but I'm jumping very ahead of myself. So um, Kirby was saying he was trying to explain to the woman on the, on the plane with him, and she said, you mean people who play the guitar come from all over to sit in a park and play guitar? And she didn't quite understand why it would take that many days and why people would go to the expense to do this year after year after year after year. <laughs> and yet, uh, well, I've told the story before, too, of, of, of uh, the very first Martin Fest where and uh, we first met. I'd maybe like to hear your side, uh, your version of that. Well, yeah, the very first one, you set the table really well there. It basically was a very Martin-centric thing where people want to come out and toured the Martin factory, and we sandwiched it with a little bit of time at the park, you know, the day before and then the day after, or the, the time after the day at, at Martin. But it was really interesting because going back in time, and, and you younger kids that are like thinking about everything is the internet, what's so strange, put yourself in our position. This is 2002. We've known each other from just reading what we type and put on in print. It wasn't even avatars or anything like social media these days with Instagram and Facebook. It was... You know, Spoon was what he wrote. David was what he wrote. You know, you knew people from their diary almost. It was a journal that we kept following. So we get there, and, and of course we can waste a lot of time going into the weeds on who we met and when, but one of the first people that Spoon met was the first person I met. You know, set the stage where I'm walking up this grassy hill at the log cabin, and I'm meeting a guy named Mikey Buno, and we became fast friends, and I said, hey, I... Nice guitar, of course. We, we all said that the whole weekend because we all love these Martins, and we became fast friends. He told us later that he and his wife, Diane, literally got to this 
you know, pavilion thinking, let's see what, what goes on. Maybe we won't get chopped up into a million pieces and murdered <laughs> by a bunch of these strangers. Maybe we won't. And it probably, everybody's got a different timeline of when they began feeling comfortable. I innocently became comfortable immediately, and that's not really uh, self-awareness. I mean, I probably should have been a little bit cautious of walking into a, a situation with everybody I didn't know, but it quickly grew from, do I trust these people? to, boy, I, I can't wait till tomorrow. And then as soon as that was over, I can't wait till next year. So it it was a real life-changing thing for me. This is, uh, to put it in perspective, this was more than a year before Lori and I became a store. So I was there as a player and got, I mean, I got to know the people on the forum digitally, you know, for about a year or less than a year. And then the first gathering happened. So it was really interesting and very, very fulfilling to put a name, not a name with a face, put a name with, with the words they always typed. And it wasn't a very, I think maybe 80, 85 or 80 people were at the first one. And it, it certainly blossomed into something a lot bigger. As years went by, it, it, it snowballed and, and got, I won't say bigger and better, but at least bigger. But yeah, that first year, I could probably speak for a lot of people when I say, I bet you almost everybody who left that was very happy they were there and couldn't wait to bring a friend next time. I I could count on probably one hand the number of people that were at the first Martin Fest and didn't find a reason to go to a second one. It was extremely uh, successful in, in almost a, a unanimous regard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I came there with Tony Phillips, who I had only recently met. I guess they were talking August. We, we would have met in February probably of that year. And uh, because I was looking for people to go see Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young at the garden and couldn't find a single ticket. So that's how he and I met. And, but we had, you know, kind of knew each other on the forum. There's all those different people on the forum. It's hard to keep, who, you know, everybody straight at that time. So we had met uh, in town a couple of times or maybe more than a couple of times by the time Martin Fest came around. So and we didn't even have a name for it then. And so uh, we went there and it was 99 degrees. So we actually stopped at the Pizza Hut for a pizza and a pitcher of beer before coming over the hill to the park, which we regretted <laughs> immediately once we saw how cool it was that all these people there. So and quite Honestly, we get into the parking lot and we head over toward the cabin where you're obviously there. And I literally hear somebody sing the line, pulled into Nazareth feeling half past dead. <laughs> and so they just started playing the wait. When I came up and on the porch was a small circle, about maybe four people playing. That included you and Dick Boke of Martin, who I had recognized, but I'd never met him before. I'd spoken to him on the phone, but I'd never seen him in person before. And so there was, a, you know, hand, that, that, there was not, I think you're overestimating when you say there are 80 people. I'd be surprised if there were that many people. Um, maybe this by the second day, because a lot of people only came in for the tour, but there certainly weren't 80 people at the cabin. And, you know, but of course, the, the intelligent ones all stayed at the hotel. <clears throat> but, uh, and had an all night <laughs> thing at the hotel. But local people like Maury didn't think like they needed to do that because they could just drive there. And so they missed a really good time in the little lounge in those days in the hotel we were at then. It was an actual cocktail bar. So you you know, had a bartender and all that. That only lasted, I think, one year. By the time we went back the second year, they no longer had a bar there and they had turned it into a just a, a lounge. But um, so that was the, that was the first year. And, and Mari and I actually really met met at, on the tour directly after the tour. 
But, you know, it, it's, we've come a long way since then. And so has Martin Guitar. The, the whole visitor center they have there now and stuff wasn't even there. And, uh, and I think the UMGF and Martin, and those what had started being called NASFest, and then we decided to start calling him Martinfest to have Martin in the title, um, may have inspired Chris Martin to do the, you know, expand the museum and the visitor center because we started coming there and each year would be more and more of us. And uh, and then they started, you know, they would have press conferences with us. You know, they basically, Martin, Mr. Martin come out and dress us. They gave us special tours. Um, this was all before they had the Martin Owners Club, and they kind of used us as a focus group to before coming up with their own idea of the Martin's Owners Club. So anyway, that's going back 21, 22 years ago to the, 20, to the very first Martin Fest. This year was the 21st. Um, it was a little odd last year coming off of the pandemic, and the, it was... Smaller crowd last year than normal. Um, this year was also still uh, smaller because so many uh, regulars had other things. Um, normally it's in August. This was the last weekend of July, so it didn't work out with everybody's schedule. But we had a spectacular time nonetheless. And um, and so I had come up with something that I put on the uh, the forum in the section about Martinfest that I was going to ask uh, Maury to think about and and go through. And what it is is a recap of certain specific questions. But before I get to that, I had also recommended that we do our 20 questions game where Maury would be thinking of a guitar and I would try to guess what it was. I suggested a Martinfest special where instead of focusing specifically on Martins that are available today in the Martin catalog, we're going to each pick a guitar that was at Martinfest that we found particularly memorable. And, um, and maybe do one earlier in the, uh, and one later, but uh, in the program. But um, maybe it might be a good idea to do that now and get that out of the way. What do you think? Start with a 20 I questions. I would agree because we say things like that, and then it's 45 minutes into the show. We quickly do the 20 questions and say one more thing, and we're out of here. So I'll vote to do at least one round of it right now. Okay, so why don't you think of, because it's my, it's my turn to guess, technically so why not and you and the, just to remind people last time maury was able to guess the guitar that i was thinking of before uh before we got through the 20 questions so basically he's going to think of a guitar that stood out to him at martin fest that uh and i get 20 questions to try to figure out what it is and up to three of those questions can be a guess of the model so let me know when swami has a thinking cap on and has a has a uh, Guitar in mind. If you listen really closely, I'm going to a specs page <laughs> on mauriesmusic.com. And 20 questions on the clock. Go. Is this guitar made of rosewood? No. That's one. Is this guitar a dreadnought? No. That's two. Is this guitar made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania? Yes. Is this guitar in the standard series? No. That's four. Then I'll have to go to, is this guitar in the modern deluxe series? No. Is it 
GPC-16E? No. Okay, that's six. Was that at Martinfest? Yeah, it was at the uh, pavilion. I mean, it was at the Martin booth. And I thought maybe you were trying to sneak one in on me. That was oh, up at the Martin like booth at Martin on Main. We can use uh, them too. Okay, well, I'm glad I know that before you ask me. Okay. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see all those. I was with okay. Mike with our, our ice cream giveaway, and I didn't see every guitar there. Yeah, you were up there. You got Mike the you know, ice cream and all that. So, but I understand when you get my, you know, brain freeze from ice cream. You can't always you know, pay attention to things. But okay, I only have six questions. So that's so this is going to get interesting. So you looked up the specs. So that saved me a question. And um, so let's oh. see here. Is, does this guitar have a spruce top? No. That's seven. Is this guitar the CEO nine? Yes. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. Eight questions. Eight questions. I thought I would trick you because this guitar was only there one day. That's correct. However, I was in the song circle when the fair Rosalind, that's her, her internet name is Rosalind, uh, was there with her CEO 9 and another person who owns a CEO 9 but didn't have it there was playing her guitar. So, whew. okay, we'll come back to my 20 questions in a little bit. Congratulations, that was good. And thank you, Rosalind, for bringing that guitar. So uh, on Friday, Friday, there was a relatively small group there. It's kind of a meet and greet thing, and they have an open mic. And this year, longtime uh, UMGF and Martin Fest regular Brian Murphy, who is old acoustic player on the forum, um, donated his, you know, volunteered to bring his sound PA system and run it for all of us. So that was very nice of him. And then we got to, you know, hang out. And yeah, absolutely. Great job, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. And so people, you know, signed up and, and played, some, uh, played some music. We, people got to see each other's guitars. And you can sort of, you can often tell the, the veterans because... We're not as eager to say, oh, let me see that. Can I see that guitar? Because we're, we're so used to doing this and have seen so many Martin guitars. Unlike the new people who have, most of them have never been around that many Martins. And, and many of them have never seen a pre-war Martin. Uh, and, uh, and there weren't that many this year. Um, Bob, Bob uh, Hamilton. Pick a herringbone? Pick a herringbone, thank you, uh, because he owns many herringbone Martins from the pre-war <laughs> era. But he had one of my uh, one of my favorite guitars that I'll talk about more in detail later. That is a uh, long scale Triple O twenty eight from nineteen thirty four, um, and that's in in my uh, memorable memorable notations that that I put on the forum. That was one of them, but that was there that day. And um, but there were others and. But really, it's about, for a lot of us, like a family reunion now, because there's a lot of people we only see at Martinfest or rarely see otherwise, and if they're in our general area. And uh, 
So it's very much about the people as much or more as the guitars and music now for, for those of us who have been doing this for so long. And there were people who have not been able to come to Martin Fest for a very long time that were there. And so that was, you know, very, very cool to see. And you don't have to just bring a Martin. Uh, Bill Koonsman, who has been uh, a, a regular going all the way back to the very first Martin Fest, has not always been able to come, but he was there this year with his wife, Amy, and he had this adorable little Yamaha sort of parlor guitar. It was a small, extra short scale, might have had a full short scale, but a smaller uh, slope shoulder shaped body, but a 14 fret guitar that he was playing, but he also brought his mandolin, and he didn't bring his fiddle this year, but a uh, multi-instrumentalist that uh, is really good at uh, jamming with people and just uh, being able to, you know, pick up a song very quickly if somebody else is playing and, and add a lot to it. So they were there um, on Friday. That was very cool for me. And, um, and so I was seeing uh, a, a new fellow that was there last year. Just he stopped by Saturday um, I'm sorry, stopped by Friday last year with a pre-war, little pre-war Martin that he had just bought by, from John Hall, one of our longtime members, uh, who, who was a, a luthier and, um, and expert vintage Martin repairman. And he also uh, knew that Lawrence Juber was going to be there, so he wanted to meet Lawrence Juber and show him the guitar. And then he showed it to me, and then I basically welcomed him in. His name was John Galella. He's from uh, New Jersey and invited him to come out to the hotel and um, he did do that. He came out to the hotel. He had a wonderful time. He was still kind of shy about playing and stuff. But, um, but this year, he also came for Friday, came out to the hotel, and showed up on Saturday to see the events. But he, he, uh, he um, and then came back to the hotel. And, you know, it wasn't going to, but then he did. And we had a great time. So it was, you know, great to see him. And at the end of that day on Friday, for me, uh, Bill Koonsman was over there playing music with him and had got him to, you know, kind of open up. And he played an original song for us. It was the last thing I did on Friday at the park, was hear an original song by John Galella called The Road Less Traveled that I would say is something that you could have heard from John Denver or America or Graham Nash. You know, it was one of those kind of upbeat uh, good feeling songs about taking the road less traveled and and uh, so and and uh, I uh, requested that he did it do it that night in uh, or the next night rather in a, in a song circle um, and it was a big hit went over very big and he did some other original music so that was a big that was a big treat for me you got to there on Friday at about what time uh, probably close to noon I ended up going right to the pavilion. I had the luxury of, of renting a room, but it wasn't going to be ready until 3 p.m. So I got to decide, do I want to leave my guitars in the oven with wheels from 12 <laughs> o'clock until 3? Or do I want to go to the hotel first, drop everything off at the desk, and, you know, I don't know, leave my D45 with the desk clerk or just bring them right to the pavilion? So I got there bright and early, and I was really excited to bump into Craig Mahan uh, was the first guy I met. And to back up just 10 minutes, uh, honorable mention, Brian Murphy did a great job providing all the sound. But before he was even there, Craig had done the same thing, albeit he only had one speaker that had a built-in mixer. So if we're giving credit where credit's due, if we didn't need extra channels... Ah, I did not know that. And that's why I was wondering why we had that extra speaker there. I didn't know that's what that was all about. Yep, he was willing to do exactly what Brian did 
Friday and Sunday, but his speaker didn't have enough inputs, and we kind of decided really quickly, hey, if anybody comes up to do up a mic and they want to do something with another person and you need two microphones and two guitars, it won't. it's not going to work with this little setup. But hats off to Craig because he was willing to do it. And uh, I want to say hello to him because he's a good local friend. He's he's not that far from me, and, and we've actually bumped into each other uh, at some of my gigs. So thank you, Craig, for what would have worked great if you, uh, if you would just go and buy a lot more gear. You can do it for us next year. <laughs> Um, but he was the first person I met up with when I first got there. Bill and Amy Koonsman came shortly after, and it was one of those days where the temperature climbed from 97 to 98 to 99, and by the time uh, 2.30 or 3 p.m. came, it was turning into being a pretty good crowd, and I was on my last tank of air because it was uh, I was there too early is the, is the moral of the story, so I didn't get to stay probably past 3.30 or 4 p.m. I, I should have got there at 3 p.m. and stayed as late as everyone else did, but it was really nice. I got back to the hotel in time to, you know, take my guitars out of the oven and, and cool down a little bit. But I remember last year I made the attempt to get to the pavilion a lot earlier, and I was the opposite happened. I got there too late. So the moral of this whole podcast is no matter what you do, how much you try to get to Martin Fest, where you try to be, uh, there's always something you're missing. You you always try to jam with some people that you think you're going to have time and you don't. But Friday at noon was when I first got there. And before I blinked, it was Monday at breakfast. And I thought, wow, that went too fast. Well, I, I do want to, well, that's for sure. I, I want to warn our listeners, if you've never been to Martin Fest and you've ever thought about it, that you'll this won't be your only Martin Fest. There were so many people who at their very first Martin Fest had heard a lot about it. And inordinate number of the new people that, uh, they're called green dots because they get a green dot on their name tag so everybody knows they're new and everybody makes them especially welcome. An inordinate number of green dots were there specifically because of Marich, because of these podcasts, Aww. because of his internet shows and that have been following him online and have heard so much about it they had to come and every single one of them said they're coming back next year uh <laughs> you know if they possibly can so so i had made up this this little thing to put on the forum uh to ask people about the martin fest experience and it basically says and so i'm going to run more through that more through this right now it says uh, please share up to three answers to the following uh, memorable music, that's one. Two is great guitars. Three is I'm glad I dot, dot, dot. Four is I'm sorry I didn't dot, dot, dot. Five is poignant moments. And ten, had to be there moments. So let's do memorable music. Why don't you give me one or two or three memorable music events or moments or songs or performances that stuck out to you? If I don't mention your song or your name here, it doesn't mean it didn't make an impression on me, but I've got a, it's like... And you can send your complaints to support at moraysmusic.com. <laughs> it's like naming your favorite three kids when you don't even have kids, but please share memorable music. Well, the first one that, probably the one that I'm going to think about most often without trying to remember this weekend, and apologies because I'm going to get some names wrong or certainly Facebook or UMGF handles wrong, Danielle... Is it Redbird, Dick Boke's friend? Yep, Redbird, Redbird and Raven. She was singing, I want to say, it was a after we got there, I heard the end of one song, and then the next one was Born on the Bayou, but it was something before that, so it's so memorable, I can't remember the title of it, but... <laughs> Holy smokes! 
<laughs> her voice was so loud that some people told me the next day they wanted to listen to her longer, but, and I quote, it was too loud. Like, it was so great. It was so powerful. You couldn't take it. And I, we mean that with, with love when I say that. But <laughs> Yeah, she was. she is a force. So uh, she's got a, an internet presence. You can find her on Facebook. She performs as Redbird and Raven with her partner, Chrissy. And um, yes, they were in that first uh, that first real night for me, a Friday night after dinner uh, in one of the common rooms. We had small common rooms for for song circles, and then across from that is a large sort of banquet room called the Lehigh Room, and that was used for a variety of different purposes and little song circles and you know different parts. But we had a very special event where Dick Boak retired from Martin, and went back to making his own guitars in his retirement. And he's made a bunch of them, and he had them there. And we're talking about guitars made with very special uh, wood, like this amazing orange Brazilian rosewood uh, on a dreadnought. But also these guitars he makes out of spruce, with spruce backs and sides. And, um, And he calls his spruce geese. And so I walk in, and there she is, just holding court with this enormous <laughs> voice that's a cross between Janis Joplin, Rod Stewart, John Fogarty, you know, just, mm-hmm. say Bonner in the bio, just this magnificent singing voice. And she's been friends with Dick Boak for some time. And, and, uh, and in fact, she helped him set, I heard, helped him set up the guitars and all that sort of stuff. And there's Mari playing... Uh, playing with them, and I grab a guitar and I sit down and play along with him for a little bit before I go over to talk to Dick. But yes, yes indeed. And, and she also performed at the Martin on Main performances uh, that happens on Saturday as part of the big street fair. And so that was really great. That's really great. So Lady Bird, uh, Lady Bird, sorry. <laughs> Red Bird, one of everybody's big memories, but one of Mari's big memories. So my first one I said was seeing Green Dots and second year people transition from playing, not playing in front of people, being too bashful to play in front of people, to apologizing in advance for their first song circle performance, to eagerly sharing a favorite song or original composition because of all the positive reinforcement they had received, all within a two or three day period. I saw yep. people go through this, and I've seen them doing year after year after year, but this was particularly special. I mentioned John, who was somebody who was very hesitant to play, didn't, you know, felt like an interloper. And he left knowing he's one of us, even though he was only there for a day and a night and then showed up, you know, to watch the performances on Saturday. He's one of us. Next year, he's going to rent a room and he'll be there for the entire <laughs> thing. And, and then also Lee and Rosanna from England, who um, many of you know, if you've been on these podcasts and Martin versus Martin performances and that, Lee and Rosanna have uh, big, big, big fans of uh, Mari's online presence for a while now and i'm proud to say my fans too now and uh, they came over and they uh, neither of them had been to the united states before and we met in the hospitality room that we have where all the snacks are laid out on friday and then you know got to know them better and better as the time went by and lee was again one of those kind of people who had to apologize for not playing very well and knowing very much and all this stuff by the end of the last night he had stopped doing that entirely and was just 
saying, just inspired to play this one or play that one. And, uh, and it was so I'm just so happy, happy to see uh, see the metamorphosis of the newcomers and who are now eager to come back uh, next year and uh, are already probably thinking of the songs they want to do at the open mic because they weren't brave enough to do the open mic this year, but, uh, but are going to do it next year. Um, so that was one. Um, and then I have to say, I'll just say this right now. I said, getting to share Ma the Martin on main stage with Mari Rutsch. After only 21 years of Martin Fest, we finally <laughs> did Martin on main together as a duo. And that was a great time. And at the open mic on uh, Friday, we, we tried the two songs we knew the least. Uh, you know, at least that one of us knew the least. And that went over big. And uh, this is not part of my regrets, but I regret the fact that I stayed up on Friday night singing my lungs out. So <laughs> by Saturday, my voice was really ragged and got raggeder and raggeder as the weekend went on. But normally I don't sing on Friday if I'm going to sing on Saturday at Martin on Main, but I was having too much fun. So uh, so that was great. We did, uh, we opened with Maury, uh, Maury's song, October, which I've always loved. And Thank you. And uh, and then we did my song twice that that a lot of people liked and and so I sang with him and he sang with me and we each played a little bit of lead guitar and then we did David Crosby's The Lee Shore in uh, as a memorial to uh, David Crosby and David Lindley um, who uh, used to play it together when Lindley was in the Crosby and Nash touring band in the 1970s. And then we did Jackson Brown's uh, Your Bright Baby Blues, which I've always loved Maury's rendition of, so I got to sing and play on that. <laughs> but uh, it was so horribly humid that you would like, I went to like slide up into a chord and it would just, it would just like ground into the fretboard. And, you know, so it was, <laughs> there was a lot of that going on, not just us. It was, Saturday was super humid and, and hot and, uh, and pretty, uh, pretty sticky stuff. But, um, and then I'll just jump ahead. My last memorable music, music memory, my extra night, a couple of people that I admire greatly were staying over. Mark Prasar from uh, Virginia, and those from uh, New York City originally, and Bill Nandella from Michigan, who goes by Willie Sunday. And I got to be in a four-person with the guy that I was rooming with, Kirby Stadler, and uh, four-person song circle that night and wow. mark prasar is is an uh, american treasure he was uh, he was in a, a national endowment for the arts fellowship apprentice to one of the one of the great uh, uh african-american blues men john cephas uh, bowling green john cephas who's no longer with us but he was his apprentice and he has spent his life playing very traditional American blues, the music of John Lee Hooker, the you know those kind of people, and and of course Cephas. So that was uh, wonderful to hear him doing Stagger Lee and all these old old traditional <laughs> blues things that go back to the early 20th century. Bill Nandella is a, a wonderful troubadour who collects and shares. American and Canadian songwriting tradition. Um, everybody from Towns Van Zant and Guy Clark to uh, to you know more traditional people, but on up into uh, you know 
Bruce Coburn, Tom Waits, Graham Parsons, you know, anybody who writes those great songs uh, about interesting characters uh, from uh, the fabric of American life and to be able to just watch the two of them do song after song after song with Kirby and I also, you know, taking our turns. Uh, that was special. So those were my three. Do you have other music memories you want to pop out? I do, and I'll speak for them. I bet you if they were on this podcast, they would say that they heard some great stuff from you and Kirby, too. So don't think for a minute you're just going to tell us you listened to some great music the <laughs> extra night. I'm sure you you were part of the reason that there was extra music happening, but because I've, I've seen those, those uh, song circles from a distance and up close, and, and I'm sure they'd feel the same about you. I don't want to leave this podcast without telling you that some other memorable music for me was some John Martin stuff done by Lee. He like again, you said a lot of his earlier Friday night stuff was, oh, I'm gonna mess this up, don't listen. And he was wasn't out of his shell in the beginning. But when he did collect himself enough to play, uh, even though he would try to tell you that there were too many mistakes to be proud of, he has such a great his voice is like water. I don't know how to describe it, but he's so mellow and I'm gonna I'm reaching for the wrong words, but watching him play folk stuff, no matter whose guitar it was, was just so neat and, and a lot of it has strange tunings. I'll go on record to say I bet he's the only guy at Martin Fest 2023 that tuned one of his guitars to D A D D A D and that was a running joke for at least four and a half hours. Uh, we at one point we said, you know, if you can convince three people that come in that door to tune their guitar to that, I'll buy you something to drink. And he gave up after too long, but it was it was interesting <laughs> stuff. And uh, it's we're, we're probably a half hour into this program, and we're burying the lead. Roeth, I, I want to say that I met him at NASFest, but the truth is I got to meet Roeth you know, many months before, very, very briefly at Martin. Uh, it was one of those things where he was going to take a tour, and during some of the live streams that I host on YouTube, whether it's uh, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, the subject came up. Uh, at the time, some people would say, I'm going to be at Martin. Would you let me know when you're going to be in town? I actually said to Roeth, let me know when you're going to be there. I have to be there at least once a week. If you want to, it'd be, it'd be a thrill to get to meet you, even if it's just for a few minutes. And we did. He said, listen, it's going to be on a Tuesday this week. Will you be around? So I ended up making my week, moving it around so that that was the day I went there. We only spent maybe 10 minutes together. He was taking a tour and, and looking at the museum. So we you know, exchanged pleasantries and, and got to know each other very, very quickly. He played a couple songs on some guitars in the, in the lobby, and, but that was it. it was, that's all we really got to do. So I didn't know Roeth, but I, but I had put a name with a face you know, more, more so than anyone else. So hearing him play your music with you in the room, at times playing it for you, at times playing it and you're playing along with him, it was just, I think it's very corny for me to say that it looked like a proud papa watching somebody aspire, well, aspire to do your music is, is something that probably happened months ago. This weekend, he played your music, and the joke began, I mean, like, do we even need Spoon here anymore? We've got the, the, the next generation right there. And I'm saying that with, with you know, tongue-in-cheek for sure. But Oh, I told fun. him, I told him, you know, I'm going to bequeath him my, my green sweater. You know, if my, you know, my football injuries <laughs> get so bad that. that I can't do the reviews, you know, for one man's guitar and and uh, Mars music, he's going to get pulled in. He'll have to come yeah. start coming down to Nazareth and playing the Martins. <laughs> but, uh, one of our friends, David Belcher, said, you know, it's it's only because he can't do 20 questions as well as Spoon. The Spoon still has a job, but it was <laughs> it, it was really. <laughs> 
It was really awesome for me, and, and you mentioned a minute ago that you know maybe one of the reasons, one of many reasons, some of these guys made the trip to Martin Fest was because I won't shut up about it on all of my live streams. If I'm not talking about Lost and Haunted Ways, I'm talking about Martin Fest, and I just, it's just because I love that stuff. To see them, first of all, show up, secondly, show up and be happy that they're there, and then see them flourish the way they did. Everybody that, that made their first trip, uh, but it was Roeth playing the spoon music has to be into my memorable music part of this show, and I, I couldn't let it go. Well, yeah, I had mentioned in general seeing the Green Dots and Second People do this. Of course, he's part of that. I was saving him for my poignant moments because it was an extremely poignant moment to to see him play my compositions and to, you know, and just to hear, you know, his appreciation of my music. But also, I knew he was a great guy to begin with, of course, because he likes my music. But uh, no, I knew he was a great guy, but he, what a great guy. We had such a great time. And, and to see him having such a great time, see him like it was like Disneyland and Christmas wrapped up together. And that happens to Friday, Friday people. I can name multiple people who are now Martin Fest veterans don't always get to come here. Um, some of them weren't, but their first Martin Fest were like that too. It was like they found a tribe they didn't even know uh, existed and are, you know, became a part of. And Roth's going to be one of those guys that if he possibly can, you know, life gives us all curveballs, he'll be there next year. And he will, you know, be an, another disciple, Martin Fest disciple, telling people how great it is, even though it's impossible for them to truly understand if they're not there. And the kind of... Uh, you know, bonding that goes on. But yes, it was great. It was great. It was great for him to see him again by the end of the weekend. Just start. He sang. I didn't know he sang. He sang a song <laughs> on Sunday night in the song circle. A song circle with some pretty heavy hitters. And it just came out. That was awesome. So that was. Uh, so, yeah. Um, big thumbs up for uh, for Lee from Cornwall and Roeth from uh, North uh, East Ohio. Wonderful stuff. Well, 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 where has the time gone, Spoon? Yeah, no kidding. We talked about how d d how fast time goes by when you're at Martin Fest. It goes by fast when you're talking about Martin Fest and reliving it. <laughs> I think we might have to do the prudent thing here, take a break and split this up into two episodes. Would you guys forgive us if we ask you to come back and watch Martin Fest Recap Part 2? Oh, I think that would be fine. They can listen to one, go get a sandwich or... Listen to part two whenever they want later on. Hang tight. We're going to circle the wagons and come back with the thrilling conclusion of Martin Fest 2023, part two, from all of us at Maury's Music. Thanks for starting to listen. <laughs> Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. <laughs> <laughs>